I've made the journey from Nazareth down to Bethlehem myself. It's probably the only way in which I resemble the mother and father of our Lord. It was the summer after I graduated from seminary and I'd received a grant to work on an archaeological dig in Bethsaida, which is an important site in New Testament reports of Jesus' ministry. I lived on a kibbutz, got up at 5 a.m. to excavate thin layer after layer of an ancient city. I swam in the Sea of Galilee every night before I went to bed and lived entirely on hummus, and it was amazing. Mary and Joseph made their journey on foot and by donkey. I got a ride in a rundown Toyota with a retired Old Testament professor who had a meeting in Jerusalem. And every Christmas, I think about that trip, my journey and Mary and Joseph's, and it's taken on this sort of symbolic power for me, the journey from Nazareth to Bethlehem, a spiritual journey, an expedition from the surface of things to the center. The main route from Nazareth to Bethlehem is about the same now as it was 2,000 years ago. You follow the banks of the Jordan River through the desert, then you turn sharply west to go through Jerusalem and follow the old road down the hill south toward Bethlehem. And then everything comes to a stop. There is an enormous concrete wall now, almost 10 feet high, between Jerusalem and Bethlehem, which is located in the West Bank. Whatever your politics, seeing that anxious mass of Palestinians guarded over by soldiers barely out of high school, waiting for hours to get to work or to see family or to get medical treatment, it makes clear that people on both sides of the barrier are joined in deep suffering. And it's a reminder that to make the journey to Bethlehem, you have to face the pain and suffering in the world. And to face the way that our own fear and self-centeredness can contribute to that suffering. You have to face that reality. There's not another way to get to Bethlehem. But on the day I went, the wait was short on our side, at least for Americans, and my friend dropped me off in the West Bank. And I walked into the center of Bethlehem and to the Basilica of the Nativity, which is the traditional site of the birth of Jesus. To walk into the church, you have to enter through a very small door, which is about four feet tall. Some say that the door was made small so that you could carry nothing into or out of the church, so that you would have to meet the infant Jesus with your hands empty. Others say that the builders wanted to be sure that high-status officials had to get off their horses or camels to enter so that everyone had to approach Christ at the same level and on the same footing. But perhaps it's just a reminder that if you want to go to Bethlehem, you have to bow low to come in humility. The Church of the Nativity itself is beautiful but not peaceful. For complicated historical reasons, three separate Christian sects all claim it as their own. The fighting got so bad in 1299 that the Sultan of the Ottoman Empire, a devout Muslim, had to be called in to negotiate a truce. Technically, the rules of the truce still stand, but from time to time, one of the monks will push his broom across the line into someone else's territory, or someone else's morning prayer service will go three minutes too long, And then, before you know it, there's a massive brawl 
involving a hundred monks in full liturgical regalia, smacking each other with brooms, and then the Palestinian Authority, which frankly has other things to do, has to come in and break it all up. And it's all on YouTube and you should absolutely go see it. So to get to the site of Jesus' birth, you have to walk through that contested space where that absurdity happens. And it's loud with chanting and crowds and people selling souvenirs and tour guides talking really loud. And it's a reminder that to make the journey to Bethlehem, you have to face the ridiculousness and shallowness of human life. And the ridiculousness and shallowness that can sometimes live inside each one of us. There's not another way to get to Bethlehem. And so you walk through the church, down some stairs under the altar, and into an ancient cave where they say that Mary took refuge to give birth to Jesus. And all of a sudden, it's quiet. And there's a little nook within the cave, down at ground level, marked by a simple star that says in Latin, here Jesus Christ was born to the Virgin Mary. The cave's not grand, it's not fancy. The whole place looks like it could use a good cleaning. But on the other hand, it's holy. Because if you really open your heart, just for a moment, just for a flash, you can see in that little nook a tiny baby, dark-skinned, born into poverty, destined to die young, but somehow Emmanuel, God with us. Pure love, pure, vulnerable, self-giving love. There in a cave deep under the surface of the earth at the center, Jesus, God with us the great mystery at the heart of the world. Our task during this Christmas season is to take that journey to Bethlehem in whatever way we can, to carry with us all the pain and brokenness and joy and hope that we've gathered along the way and to bring them before the Christ child. Maybe this year you're arriving in Bethlehem full of happiness and hope and Christmas cookies or maybe this is one of those years where you're 20 minutes late and limping and depressed. Whatever you bring, you're welcome. Bring what you have and lay it at the manger. The only qualification for the journey is the desire to meet that God who is love and a willingness to be changed by the encounter. Because Jesus is God with us, not separate from the wall or the monks hitting each other with brooms, not separate from the ways that we hurt others and the ways that others hurt us, not separate from our indifference and our shallowness, but in the middle of all of that, with us, born literally in the center of all that is painful and ridiculous, not so that he could judge it, but so that he could love and transform it. So bring all you have, bring your whole self, bring it to Bethlehem and kneel in front of that strange little nook in the cave under the altar and open your heart just for a moment to the mysterious, unexpected miracle of God in our midst. Open your heart to the idea that you are loved unconditionally, just as you are, independent of what you've accomplished or not accomplished this year, independent of how you're doing at home, how you're doing at work, your resume, your bank balance, you are loved 
just as you are. And carry that love with you as you begin the journey from Bethlehem out into the world, out into day-to-day life. Because it is the sort of love that will transform us if we let it. The world needs people who have made the journey to Bethlehem. People who have been transformed by the love of Christ. People who know how to love with humility and kindness and courage now more than ever. So gather everything you have this Christmas, the joys and the hurts of the year that has passed, and go to Bethlehem. Keep your eyes open on the way there and bring with you the pain and injustice of the world. As you enter the stable, bow low in humility. Find the most unassuming corner marked by a star and see if just for a moment in the stillness you can catch a glimpse of the Christ child Emmanuel, God with us. Amen.